Welcome to the Community HealthCast. Today, we'll be having a conversation about wellness grants. What are they? Who can apply? And how does it all happen? Well, as a Community Health Board member, one of the projects I am really excited to be a part of year to year is the Wellness Grant Review. We have a subcommittee of our board members who get together each year during wellness grant time to evaluate and make recommendations to the larger board for eligible applicants. My first guest today is Elizabeth Bailey, and you've all heard Elizabeth's voice before if you've been listening to our podcast, and it's fair to say she supports our board and helps us do the community work that we do. Elizabeth, I'm so pleased to talk to you today about Wellness Grant. Thank for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Deborah. It was a great idea to do this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I really think so, because usually we get to do to talk about wellness grants in person through different um, information sessions, but now we can do it online and it's accessible to even more people. Let's get right to it, Elizabeth. Uh, let's talk about those wellness grants, starting with what are they and why do they exist? Tell us some more about that. So wellness grants are a one-time-a-year grant that community health boards can give to nonprofits and schools or government organizations in their communities that work on new projects. It's a one-year grant that is for a new project. You can't uh, get the same grant for the same project year after year. So each project needs to be new to the board. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be new period, but it has to be the first time that you've applied for wellness fund grants to the Community Health Board. And we fund projects that address the social determinants of health. If you listened to our first podcast episode, you heard a little bit about those, but just in case you didn't, the social determinants of health are those things in society that we all need for everybody to have health. And they pretty much boil down to equality, but you know, a social determinant of health would be education or gender equality or transportation or affordable housing or access to affordable and healthy food, right? Those are all social determinants of health. Pretty logical uh, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, And we are in the business of helping our communities be as healthy as they can be, the whole community. So we're really looking for programs that help the members of our community be healthy from the get-go. And we especially look for programs that go upstream. So that means going to the very, very beginning of where something starts, right? So if you've got people in your community who are hungry and don't have enough food, it's important that people who are hungry today get fed today, obviously, and we're very supportive of food banks and other organizations in our community who help do that. But we're also really interested at looking and saying, why are people hungry in the first place? We might support a food bank program or a breakfast program at a school, but we're really interested in getting to the root of it and saying, why do we need these programs? Uh, how can we help our community be healthy so that there isn't a need for the program that addresses the thing that happens at the very end. So while we are interested in those programs, we're also really, really interested in looking at the root of that and saying, how do we make sure people have what they need from the get-go so that they don't get hungry and they don't need to go to the food bank? So we're especially interested in innovative programs that catch problems early on and change the way the stream is flowing, if you will, uh, so that we can all be healthier in the long run. 
So you want to look at building capacity and building opportunities for people to figure out how to sort out things, as you said, from the get-go. So you, you, a stitch in time saves nine. I know there's a whole bunch of these idioms, but they're not there for nothing. You know, if you figure out how you can sort out what's happening before it becomes a really big, big problem. So that's, that's interesting with wellness grants. And just to, to um, highlight something that you said with regards to if you belong to an organization and you have a new idea every year, you can apply each year, but you just can't apply with the same idea. Is that right? That's right. Our hope is that we can help you start a program that you will then be able to fund in a different way. It'll either become self-supporting or once you've shown that the program can work, then it'll be eligible for other pots of funding. And one of the things I do in my job is help people find those other parts of funding. We have a list of grants that we can give to our applicants to say, here are other programs you can apply for in subsequent years, since we do just supply that startup funding. You talked a little bit about where we're looking and what we're looking at it. And without getting into too much, because we're going to be having another podcast about what this year's wellness grants are going to look like coming up. Can you touch a little bit on what makes a good application? Because some people are intimidated to, to apply for grants, and it doesn't have to be intimidating. That's true. You know, one of the things I love the most about working on these grants is that unlike some, you know, grant funding agencies, we are really, really happy to work with people while they're writing their application. And if people get in touch with me enough before the deadline, the deadline is October 15th every year. And I really encourage people to come talk to me at least a month before that. But I'm available anytime during the year. People can call me today. And I like to work with people and say, let's talk about your idea and flesh it out and talk about what will make a good project in the first place. Uh, And then as people write that down in the application, they're very welcome to share a draft with me and get feedback Um, because we really want the organizations in our communities to put the best application together that they can. So it's really clear what they're planning to do, how they want to use the money so that it's easy for a board to make a decision and give them the best chance they have of success. I think that a good application is one for a project that meets people where they are, but also includes some of those upstream elements, right? Like let's say let's say that you do have program to feed kids a healthy after-school snack and you know there are lots of kids in the community who could use that snack. Uh, and you do some interesting activities with them. At the same time, you can make that project more upstream by involving the families, talking with them about what their needs are around food, and then sharing that with the politicians who represent the families and talk about what policies could help these families out so that the children aren't hungry after school Work to put yourself out of business. I worked for a long time with nonprofits, and I always said that the goal of any nonprofit organization is to put themselves out of business, right? To get society to the point where those services aren't necessary. And if you're thinking about how your work can move us all in that direction, then you've probably got a pretty good idea. I would also say that something else that really strengthens a project are good partnerships, The more that you partner with other organizations in your community, the better, because that really helps everybody out. And it also helps other organizations not reinvent the wheel. 
So let's say you've got people participating in your program who have transportation challenges. You might partner with Queens County Transit to help get them there and fro. And at the same time, you'd make sure that the clients in your program know all about Queens County Transit and what they have to offer. And that way, we're all helping each other out. Yeah, sounds like a win-win to me, Elizabeth. If you're listening to this and you'd like to discuss an idea with me today, go ahead and call. My phone number is 902-350-0478. I'd love to chat with you about your ideas for a program. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Um, And we will, I think it's important to say that we'll have some more information about the application process and uh, more information about wellness grants in general on our July 27th podcast. So stay tuned. But right now, I want to talk to somebody who has applied and successfully received a wellness grant for their organization. Our next guest today is Callie Coliotasis, and Callie is currently a teacher at the South Queens Middle School. She took theater as an elective at the University of Toronto, completed her Bachelor of Education at Lakehead University. She began her teaching career in England. But seven years ago, when she started teaching at the Liverpool Middle School, there was a group of grade six girls who approached her to start a drama club to do a production of The Wizard of Oz. Well, from there, the school productions became Winds of Change productions with Midsummer.com. And the year after that, a breath of fresh air was founded. Sometimes we call it BOFA, but Breath of Fresh Air is a youth theater group operating here in Liverpool. And Callie is the director. Welcome to the Community Health Cast, Callie. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. What are some of the things, Kelly, that you've learned about these young theater people that maybe you hadn't anticipated learning? Um, I think it's it's not surprising that they're creative, but the, it's really amazing to watch them grow and the growth in the challenges they take. Because in theater, you can put yourself into these or take on uncomfortable characters and scenarios. And it's amazing to watch them challenge themselves and grow as artists. One of the things and one of the reasons we we looked at your application was because of the issue of the importance of social inclusion and diversity. Theater is a is a really good way to um, include people and to bring in diversity and make people aware of different issues. And I think that it's a really one of the reasons that I applied for the wellness grant is because I think that, you know, there are so many good things about how it can make people more comfortable around other people. I mean, anxiety is a huge issue with some kids. They don't want to, you know, do presentations and yet you can get them up. They want to be on stage. I remember there are some kids who feel like they don't really belong anywhere. And this kind of group gives them that sense of belonging. The kids, kids today have so much on their plate. They have, they have a lot of things that they do and they should do those things because they should have every opportunity that they want. And that's what we're trying to give them as well is an opportunity to be a part of theater and and experience theater and express themselves. Yeah. That's a great way to put it because um, one of the things I really want to um, talk about, um, and it's related to 
feeling comfortable and being able to break down some barriers that you know people may have, whether it be to public speaking or taking a personal risk of just putting themselves out there and doing crazy things in theater. The Wellness Grant has enabled you to take on kids without them worrying about having to pay. Yes. And that was my, uh, when I originally came up with this idea and took it to Winds of Change and said, hey, I would like to create this youth organized theater group. I wanted to be inclusive. I didn't want anyone to have to worry about what the price was for admission, basically, or um, if they could afford being a part of it. I just wanted it to be something anyone who was interested in could do. So when you think back about when you did your, your first application, what did you think of the process and the application? Like how, how did that work for you? At first I thought it was a little bit daunting, but then I, th- I think really if you're passionate about something and you really believe in it, if you can express that in what you're trying to get across to the board, I think they'll see it and they'll recognize that, right? I mean, we had an opportunity with BOFA to to provide something for our community that, you know, wasn't happening. We work with the Aster very closely. We work with uh, South Queens Middle School. We, um, even the high school. There's so much interweaving of our students with community members that I think that's really important piece to this. I agree. And I think that it's, it really speaks to what Elizabeth was talking about early, those community partnerships. What would you say to organizations who want to apply for a wellness grant, Callie? I say do it. Do it. <laughs> but call Elizabeth. <laughs> now, one last question before uh, we say goodbye. First, I want to say, of course, thank you for your time for coming and talking to us on the Community Healthcast today. COVID's required us to pivot from what we usually have done for so, so many things. And times are particularly challenging now for uh, people in the arts. What do you see happening with BOFA moving forward? Well, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, actually. Because <laughs> we, you know, theater is typically on a stage, or I mean, there are outdoor options. But the Liverpool International Theater Festival has a great opportunity right now. So uh, some of the mem- BOFA members and I are looking into doing a play through this Shortcuts initiative that yes. LITF is doing. Thank you for coming and talking to us again about wellness grants and your experience. And maybe you'll come back and tell us what BOFA's doing again. Yeah, sure. Anytime. All right. Thanks Thank you very having- much, Sally. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks so much. Next week on the Community HealthCast, join host Deborah Rattle and guest Elizabeth Bailey as they talk about what's new for the Wellness Fund grant cycle of 2020-2021, especially in regards to COVID-19. Join us and continue the conversation.